Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is 11 on the ice. Sponsored by Don's Appliances. Exceptional brands and service since 1971. Good evening and welcome to 11 on the Ice. As promised, the trade deadline passed and we didn't make any moves because we already have a Stanley Cup caliber team with us alongside myself, two-time Stanley Cup champ Phil Bork and our partner from DKPittsburghSports.com, Dayan Kovacevic, and we are breaking down what happened in New York. I'm not going to make any excuses. They they played well. Um, they dominated in every area and uh, you know we didn't have a lot of pushback, so... Um, we can look at all the reasons, but I mean, that's, that's the reality of tonight. A bad loss to the Rangers leaves the Penguins clinging to second place by a point. The Rangers, though, with a game in hand and the Pens trail first place Carolina by three points. Now, we have to start pretty simplistically. Yes, the Pens found out they were without Geno just a few hours before the game because of a non-COVID illness. But what happened in the first five minutes of what everyone calls an important game? Borky, we'll start with you. They weren't engaged. They weren't engaged physically, mentally, emotionally. And the, the one refreshing thing I think that's come out, maybe the only good thing that's come out of this, is the post-game comments. No excuses at all. Forget about Gino being out. Forget about everything else. Third game in four nights. None of that mattered because they all said it's the, the most important game of the year. Listen, if you remember the first matchup between these two teams, the Rangers had eight of the first nine shots against the Penguins, and Tristan Jari was off the charts good. This game here, Rangers came out flying again, and they were able to solve Jari early and get on their way and never look back. Dan, what happened in those first five minutes that well, just kind of spiraled? You know, Phil just mentioned the eight of, of, of nine shots early on, and Jari's bailed this team out a few times over the course of the season. I'm not sure he's received sufficient credit for that, but he's been part of this formula that we've seen all season long, Jenna. He has been an integral part of it, and I am not coming within a solar system of blaming Jari for what happened in New York. I'm just pointing out that since he wasn't there to bail them out, they didn't have another answer for it. And that's a tough, tough place to be against a really deep, talented, fast, and hot on the transition New York team. Yeah, you mentioned that just because of the way the first matchup went. It felt like a playoff game. It was really tight checking. Oh, the Penguins yeah. came away with a win, but when you let the Rangers do what they want to do and stretch you out and beat you in transition, we saw that happen earlier, or that we saw that happen yet last night. Now, things are still trending to a first-round matchup between the Penguins and the Rangers, but the Pens only have two goals in two meetings. What can they do to start lighting the lamp against this team? 
Well, it's easier said than done to say go ahead and beat Igor Shesterkin. Just do that because he's been the number one goaltender uh, in the NHL this season. He's even considered by some people to be a candidate for the Hart Trophy as the league MVP. Uh, in the first game, it was a goal by uh, Kenny Malkin. It was a one-timer. It was a clean, hard shot from point-blank range. You got to generate that, but you also got to generate traffic. You got to get deflections, rebounds, all that stereotypical stuff. But it applies when you're facing a hot goaltender like this. But that said, Jenna, the Rangers are not some defensively awesome team. They're just not. Borky, your thoughts here. You're right, two goals in two games against Shesterka. That's not going to do it. That's not even close. But uh, ironically, both were on the stick side, on the blocker side. Uh, I don't think that's a weak point. I think it's more of just a coincidence. Uh, but to get to the nuts and bolts of your question, what do they have to do? They gotta get their nose dirty. Number one, they gotta get to the net more, more traffic. When you're, when you're playing Marty Brodeur back in the day, how would you beat Brodeur? Mm -hmm. You get in front of him, you take your eyeballs away. Same thing with Patrick Wall when I play. It doesn't matter. The best goaltenders in the world, if they see it, they can probably stop it. One other quick thing that Shesterkin loves to play the puck, loves to play oh, the puck, yeah. almost overplays mm -hmm. the puck. And I thought the Penguins were guilty, a little bit too guilty, of just when they were dumping the puck in, just a dump in with real no purpose to. Mm -hmm. Retrieve mm -hmm. it, just dumping it in, and Shesterkin was just dumping it out. All right, now, with 16 games left in the season, let's take stock. How do the Penguins stack up in the Metro Division in terms of getting out of it to a conference final? Because this, especially it seems this year, it always is, but this year even more, it seems it's just going to be an absolute gauntlet here. Well, they, they've shown the formula, Jenna. They've shown it, in fact, against the best teams in the Metro. That have was been when they've played some of their best hockey. That's being in people's faces. That's 200-foot hockey. It's all that stuff that Mike Sullivan talks about all the time, but it applies. Borky, compared to the rest of the Metro, where do the Pens stack up compared to the Carolinas and the Rangers? Well, I, I think it would be too much bravado to say the Penguins are the best in the Metro because they're not. Um, but we've seen what the other teams have, and they're as good as any, really. I, every team has a strength. Uh, but every team also has a weakness and, and some warts, and the Penguins are, are a team in there. Carolina's not all that in the bag of chips. They're kind of going through a tough time right now. We've seen what Washington has. Just when we think they're going to go away, they continue to, to creep up and win hockey games. Now we know what the Rangers have, um, and, and the Penguins are right there. They're as good as anybody. It does seem like the Penguins and the Rangers are on a collision course. And if that's the case... I think you got to really button things up. Listen, the best thing is, Jenna, about playing the Rangers last night and having a stinker is you play them again in your barn on Tuesday <laughs> and you right. quickly want to redeem yourself. I don't think the Penguins are going to look past the Detroit Red Wings tomorrow because they're giving the Tampa Bay Lightning all they can here today. And so uh, it's just great to get back on that horse and to play the team that just embarrassed you. Well, we're going to dig deeper into the Penguins' acquisition at the trade deadline, one that... Forky just, you know, made the call on last week. Plus, a closer look at what might end up being Jake Gensel's best season. 111 on the Ice, sponsored by Don's Appliances, continues. And welcome back to 11 on the Ice, sponsored by Don's Appliances. I'm Jenna Harner with Phil Bork and Dan Kovacevic. Jake Gensel hit 30 goals this week, just the second time in his career. His best season was when he reached the 40 mark in 2018. Borky, what's clicking for Jake right now? Oh, man. Where do we start with Jake Gensel? Uh, let's start with the smarts. 
number one, because here's a guy 5'11", 180 pounds. He wasn't this big first-round pick. He was a third-round pick in, in 2013, uh, and he's just got the smarts. Uh, he also has a very sneaky shot. He's got all different kinds of shots. One other thing that Jake Gensel has to go with the smarts is bravery. He goes to the front of the net, he takes a licking and keeps on ticking, baby. He cannot be deterred. It doesn't matter how hard you hit him, he will go to the front of the net and he can think the game on a Sidney Crosby level. Very rare. And Dan, it doesn't, you know, hurt the fact that, you know, he has a Hall of Fame center feeding him <laughs> the puck as well. It, it doesn't, but you know what? I thought all along through the early part of this season that what separated this one from Jake's previous season, even the 40 goal, was that he has created a lot of offense, maybe more than ever, on his own. Now, he was forced to do that early this year when he didn't have Geno, and he struggled a little bit at times, in part because he was coming off of a symptomatic bout with COVID. But once he got going, he was able to generate stuff without Sid. So when Sid came back, the irony was that it was Jake and Brian Rust that were kind of picking Sid up a little bit. Now, I think that makes this impressive in and of itself, what he's done this year. No doubt it has been super fun to watch just the way that he has created and the way that he's found the back of the net as much as he has. Well, the newest Penguin, Borky's pick, and what his role needs to be on the team as the playoffs draw closer. That's coming up next on 11 on the Ice when we return. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Gino needs a winger. Gino needs a winger that can score on a consistent basis. Raquel has been that guy. Two-time, 30-plus goal scorer playing for the Anaheim Ducks. He's a right-hand shot that likes to play the left side, but obviously he can play the right side. Uh, we'll see what Jason Zucker is. But I can imagine Zucker, Gino, and Raquel. That'd be a special second line for the Penguins. He's my guy. He's he's a he's a big game player. Uh, he's got decent size. He's about six foot, two hundred five pounds. And uh, being that right hand shot, maybe he's just another guy that you could put on the power play. Well, Borky called it last Saturday, <laughs> and on Monday. It happened. Ricard Raquel is now a Penguin. He's got a couple games in, missed an opportunity to be on the left side with Gino last night because of Gino's non-COVID illness. Borky, where does he fit in from what you've seen so far? 
First of all, what a donkey I was. I still have my golf glove on. Now, talk about <laughs> yeah. just... Where's all the talk cactuses about and Talk about just else. rubbing your face in it, being in the sunshine there in, uh, in Arizona. Uh, yeah, special player. I'm so glad that we got him. And, uh, yeah, we didn't have to give up a ton. Didn't have to give up that first-round pick, which we really thought was going to go the other way to Anaheim. Uh, but ultimately, where do I think he should be? I think what I just said in that interview last week, I think he should be with Evgeny Malkin. And I'm, I, I hope he's comfortable on that right side. I assume he is. I know everybody's talking about, well, he's a right-hand shot. He loves to play the left side. Well, of course he can play the right side. Jason Zucker looks great. I know he's, he's not cleared for contact yet, but so far he has looked great. I would love to see him on the left side, Gino in the middle, and uh, Rax, I think they call him, on that right side. Well, Rax, especially in when they played in Buffalo, he was so noticeable out there. Dane, is that what you're seeing? He just immediately got in there and was noticeable, made that impact. He, he did, and, and he had a, a shift in overtime in particular <gasps> up there in Buffalo. Holy curl and drag. Yeah, my, my jaw almost went from the press <laughs> box to the ice. Uh, the way he, he almost finished that thing. You know what he needs, Jenna? He needs to have a good long nap. He also needs to practice with his team. Did you know that today marked his first practice with the Penguins after three games? <laughs> Yesterday in New York marked his first skate. He just needs some time. He's still learning everybody's names. Uh, this guy has, you can see it, a lot of talent. He has the speed, he has the toughness, and by that I'm talking about, you know, net front toughness and so mm -hmm. forth, and he finds open spaces and holes in order to get himself open for shots, and boy, does this team need that. We talk about secondary scoring. He's probably, at least hopefully, going to help solve that. He generates so well off the rush, too, which is something that, of course, will play really well. Hopefully, he'd like to think uh, when he does get out there with Malkin. Now, one of the effects of the trade, Zach Aston Reese gone, no longer part of the penalty kill. What kind of impact is it having or will it have that you guys have noticed? Well, the first thing I've noticed, and I asked Mike Sullivan about it in Buffalo the other night, is that they're playing Teddy Bluger until he drops. <laughs> and I don't know that that's going to be a great thing for Teddy. Now, I, I love him, and the coaches love him, and his teammates love him. But getting yourself four or five minutes of shorthanded ice, uh, you know, Phil, you can obviously speak to this. It's a different level of skating, and it's a different level of competition, not to mention injury risk and everything else here. I'd like to see another player involved in that mix. Drew O'Connor is working on penalty killing right now in the AHL. I want Drew O'Connor back for all kinds of reasons. And Borky, we're seeing uh, Brian Rust get involved on the PK a little bit too, something that he built his game around when he was coming into the league. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, whether it's Evan Rodriguez maybe getting a sniff in there, don't forget about guy Brock McGinn. It seems like it's been a while yeah, uh, since yeah. we've seen him in the lap. He's a pretty decent penalty killer. So, yeah, the number two penalty killer, killing unit in the league, they'll just keep on keeping on. Now, listen, Zach Astoris, he had some strength, and his biggest strength was the penalty kill. He was a very good penalty killer. I will give him that. Uh, but they've got plenty of other guys. Let me throw this out for you, too. Would you guys be okay with Sidney Crosby and Jake Gensel being oh, out there in the last 20 seconds? I knew you were going Come on. here. I knew this. Uh, actually, yes. And I, I yes, what? Sworn, yes, I would be fine with that. Okay. I really would because I think Sid and Jake are both you used the term earlier, smart enough to yeah. understand, listen, I don't need to be lying down in front of pucks and, and, and eating vulcanized rubber in order to have a successful penalty kill. If you're out there for the very end, it puts the other team on their heels. It has mm -hmm. them back off a little bit. That, to me, matters. Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marshall. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Sorry. 
Well, we saw Casey DeSmith go down last night after a collision with Brian Dumoulin. Even without that, no deal was made to bring in backup goaltending at the deadline. How confident are you guys in the total goaltending picture here? Because I know there's still questions. I'll start with this one here. I'm completely comfortable, 100% comfortable. Do we really need to talk about Tristan Jari? No, we don't because he's been off the charts good. And Casey the Smith has been much, much better. And yes, a sigh of relief. He was out there today in practice. Uh, could they have brought up Louis Domingue? Yeah, of course. Louis Domingue's a capable goaltender. In fact, uh, three years ago, he was unbelievable for the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, when their number one went down, Vasilevsky. So the Penguins are very strong in that position, and they're very comfortable with the two guys that they have. I'd like to see them at least be open to bringing up Louie in some capacity. Uh, I, I'm a little tired of seeing teams like Buffalo the other night just saying, you know what, we're playing a small goalie who decides to make himself occasionally even smaller in the net uh, as Casey DeSmith did in particular. Oh my goodness, on that Alex Tuck penalty shot, he pretty much just like went into a shell. Uh, you can't have that from your backup goaltender. They have to be at least open to having Louie be part of the equation. I know that's hard right now with the cap and you can't lug three goalies around, but whatever it takes to get that uh, involved, I, I would be in favor of it. Well, it is time now. We are going top shelf. Guys picking their favorite plays of the week. We're going to start with Brian Rust. Just an absolutely amazing effort in this goal here against the Blue Jackets. I love this goal. This is vintage Brian Rust. One of the, the greatest things that Brian Rust does and a lot of players on the Penguins can take a page out of the Rusty Razor's book here. Uh, he, he just is all over the youngster cylinder. But when he gets on this side of the ice, the right-hand shot, and gets strong on that backhand, you know, I think some goalers think he's going to go around the net, but he doesn't. He takes it right from the goal line, right across the top, and, and it's a power move. He gets the wide base and then gets it to the forehand as quick as possible. That is a... 225, it's, six foot four power forward move. It's fantastic, but I'll tell you what, my favorite part is, the, is at the blue line. He takes this pass from Evgeny Malkin. He catches it with by raising his leg up in the air. And, you know, we laugh at these guys whenever they're playing these soccer games beforehand, you know, down in the corridor outside the locker room. But that's where it pays off. I mean, it was a, a great reception of the pass. And I'll be honest with you, Phil, when he caught that pass, I made like a sound up in the press box like, whoa, whoa, <laughs> way before he even got to Sillinger. Well, speaking of Buffalo, we are now going to head to the Buffalo game. The power play, it could not have been drawn up better oh. on this goal here that Chris Letang scored. I mean, my goodness. Yeah, this is the second time Mike Sullivan has used a timeout at a key part of a game. Todd Reardon gets the dry erase board out. And from what I understand, this is exactly it what he wants them to do. Exactly it. it doesn't always work that way. That's yeah, you take the timeout, you rest the guys, right, Dayon? Yeah. And they go out and they score a goal and you look good. But from what I understand, this is what he wanted them to do. For Gino and Sid to get behind the goal line and then find uh, Tanger out for that one-timer. Great adjustment by Chris Letang because it wasn't a perfect one-timer pass, but I was told a long time ago, it's never a bad pass. No, they, they set up a perfect square there is what they did, that it would work its way around. And the beauty of this is that the timeout not only gets power play one, the breather, but the coaches make the most of it. Phil, did you see Reardon's reaction when they scored? It was fantastic. <laughs> he turned around and punched the glass. It was, it was like, you love to see coaches get rewarded right on the spot for good coaching what an awesome goal there now the guys dropping their gloves on their three stars of the week that's coming up next on 11 on the ice sponsored by don's appliances
With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The whole town is black and gold, and this coming Tuesday, the Penguins will honor Ben Roethlisberger in his retirement. Roethlisberger will be part of a ceremonial puff drop, and the Pens are encouraging fans to bring their terrible towels. That is going to be a scene, no doubt about it. It's time now to reveal your three stars of the week. Guys, our referees are looking the other way, so have at it here. <laughs> ding, ding, here we go. Oh, look at this. Right out of the hop, we go with Gino. You know what's... Gino what's, Machino. I just have to say, Phil, you know what's disturbing about both of our lists is that it's all so, so star-centric. I know. Yeah. And we're still having the same discussions. How about we agree now that by next week we really, like, strive... I mean, they have to do it. No, but, I agree. You know, that we got to have I some agree. different no, names up No, it's Rust, here. and it's Jake, and it's yeah. Sid, and it's Gino, and Tanger. You're right. But, but Gino, Gino's just big goals. And after that, that stretch where he won seven games yeah. without a point, then he scores in three great. He was missed against the New York Rangers. He loves playing uh, on Broadway, and he was absolutely missed. He's never looked more needed than he did in that game. I like and, that we and, both had Jake in there, too. You know, and, and, and appreciation Jake for him. Jake just can, keeps consistently it. producing. Yeah. And this was the week that after your admonition of me last week that I had to get Sid in there because it's like he just keeps <laughs> consistently excelling. You broke down. And that you, you can, down. You can take him for granted, and I'm not going to no, do true. that anymore. Phil, that's now your job this week. No, thank you. And I, I, I kind of <laughs> had a feeling, I've been on you hard, that you would go with Sid, we'd give Sid the love, and now I'm giving Tanger some love. I want three completely different names next no, because week. That's Tanger, what I want to see. Okay, that's what three we're going to do. Three completely different names. That's we're not going to force it, though. Somebody's got to earn it. I'm going to guess that one of you will potentially have Ricard Raquel on that list. There you oh, go. Okay. There you go. I'm going to have Teddy Bluger for killing off every minute of every penalty <laughs> in the coming week. Hello, Ricky. <laughs> well, that will do it for us on 11 on the Ice. For Dan Kovacevic and Phil Bork and the entire Channel 11 sports team, I'm Jenna Harner. Have a great night.